Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This is Labor Day weekend. Uh, that should not be news to you, but that means the Labor Day Classic, of course, coming up on Monday. It's an afternoon game this time around, and uh, it's the Argos, <laughs> which is a tradition. CHML Sports Director and uh, host of the Fifth Quarter on uh, 900 CHML, Rick Zamprin, joins us in studio. Morning. All right, here's my get my beef out of the way first. Okay. <laughs> I look on online every week the, the Nissan Power Rankings of the CFL, oh, and, yeah. and, and sponsored by Nissan. I don't even know who does this. Right. And if I did, I'd probably blow a gasket. Uh, I think Hamilton's rated third or fourth right. in the league. They have the best record in the league. They beat the other team that's got a, a record just like theirs. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Winnipeg is ahead of them. Calgary is ahead of them. Saskatchewan is ahead of them in these rankings. Wow. This is we we have now uh, the best season we've had in how many years now? Twenty years at least. And we're the Rodney Dangerfield of the CFL. Yeah, hundred percent. I I haven't seen the latest rankings, and I don't normally you know view power rankings because they're just oh I know they're baloney. Uh, but I mean, they offer some fodder, and they get you know fans interested in you know the game or the sport or, or the teams, and that's at the end of the day, I guess the uh, you know the purpose of these. But yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a good point. Here's a team in the Ticats that are eight and two. They've beaten the other eight and two team in Winnipeg, uh, and uh, you know they've they've beaten Calgary, uh, they've beaten Saskatchewan. Although I know they lost to Saskatchewan too, so they've beaten all the teams that are supposedly ahead of them in this power ranking scheme. They're doing it with a backup quarterback. They're doing it with a one two. Three, I think now fourth string running back, uh, injuries at the receiver position, defensive line, uh, line, you know, two game suspension for Simone Lawrence, a rookie head coach in Orlando Steinauer, uh, a lot of new pieces on the coaching staff, and and they're number one in the league heading into Labor Day. I mean, the last time we said that was '98. That's a long time ago. So yeah, they should be way higher than fourth. Well, I, I, I'm not sure. I think it might even be sports writers that do this, and that that, that maybe is the answer right there because there's five CFL cities in the West and, and only four here, right. and that might be part of it. But the rationale that they gave behind this was just total baloney, too. They say, well, you know, they're not really scoring a whole lot of points. Well, they're winning, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they, they got a second-string quarterback. Every right. team's got the second-string quarterback in there now. And, 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 well, two of those wins were against B.C. Well, yeah, two of Winnipeg's wins were against B.C., too. What's the big deal? Exactly. And at the end of the day, does it really matter how many points you score? I mean, this is not college football where, you know, if you blow out, you know, a sad sack team 59 to nothing or 30 to nothing. I know that, uh, you know, there's a point system in, in the BCS in which, yeah. you know, if you don't be a, beat a team by a certain amount of points, then, you know, you're not as good as you, you really are. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think if you beat a team, whether it's 3 to 2 or 32 to 30, you still won the game. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. You don't get a, you don't get a bonus point or a bonus cup for winning the Grey Cup by, you know, a score of 13 to 10. You win the cup. Well, and and everybody, I think, would agree. I mean, they did not play a great football game against the Alouettes, uh, but they won. Yeah. You know, they, they yeah. did, the defense did play w- very well. Exactly. And, and same with the season opening game against Saskatchewan. I mean, yeah. they didn't play a great game, but they still won the football game. Uh, but you can say that for every team in this, in this league, that sometimes a team doesn't have a good game, but they still end up winning because, well, at the end of the day, they deserve to win because they made a few more plays, capitalized on some opportunities or some mistakes by the opponent, uh, maybe had a little luck in the game, but at the end of the day, they still got the W. Yeah, I mean, only one touchdown in the last game, of course, uh, you know, and, and that was a one-yard t- sneak, really. But five sacks on defense, I mean, that's... Seven. Se- actually, seven yeah. sacks, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, w- we know that the offense isn't... Uh, going gangbusters right now. They're not scoring 35-plus points like they were you know, initially. I mean, they blew out the Argos uh, earlier this year, 64-14. to 14. That's probably not going to happen again. 
and, and again, it probably might only happen, you know, once in the next ten years. That's just one of those yeah, games. But, but like you say, if Thomas Erlington doesn't get injured, Speedy's missed a couple of games exactly, now. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've, they've had some bang guys that have been banged up there. But there's, there's a lot to love about this football team. There's a lot to love, especially on defense and special teams right now, because those are the two units that are carrying the football team, and and that's the mark of a good team. It's not just one player or a couple of players. It is you know, an entire unit or a couple of units or all three you know phases of the football game. Uh, you know, playing well, the coaching staff pushing all the right buttons, and right now uh, they're all heading in the in the right direction. Yeah, we'd like to see a few more points in offense. We'd like to see more consistency out of Dane Evans and some of the things that he does. But uh, again, I mean, he's had four or five starts in the CFL. He's that, that's a learning curve for him too. We got to give him a little bit of slack because, well, what what's the next option? Caden Moore. He hasn't had a snap in the CFL. We know that Masoli's gone for the whole season, so it's it's really all in on Dane Evans right now. No, oh, I know, but I'm lo- I'm one of those fans. You know, I saw the exhibition game against the Alouettes and. The- and more look great. Put him in. Yes. Put him in. <laughs> well, the backup quarterback is always the most sure. popular player yeah. in the stadium because there's always that potential with the number two guy. It's like, okay, so what is he going to bring to the table if he gets an opportunity? We know what you know the number one guy can do. What about this guy? Uh, so there's always that what if and that excitement along with it. And except, let's face that, it, except more, there's a reason why he's number well, two. Well, yeah, more often than not, the number two guy is the number two guy for a reason because yeah. there are some deficiencies or you know that that guy hasn't really grasped the playbook or you know the feedback that the coaching staff's getting in team meetings uh, is not jiving with what they want to hear. So you know, there, there's a lot that goes into naming. Uh, a starting quarterback, uh, you know, making sure that guy is successful, and then also grooming the next guy because there's always going to be a next game. Well, and I actually am very comfortable with both guys. Uh, obviously, I'm always not ready to play. I get that, right. but but he's he's shown all sorts of potential, and uh, he could be the guy four or five years down the road. We just don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And and I I think Evans is going to come along. He's got. Uh, you got to get into the game, and you got to play the game. I mean, you you run the second team offense for the last for the last year. I mean, it's not the same thing, right? There, you know, he has shown glimpses. Actually, more than glimpses. I mean, there's been a few series where it's like, yeah, okay, this guy can play. Uh, there's been other series where you know, uh, two or three two and outs in a row, and you're thinking, what's going on here? The loss, the, the loss out in Saskatchewan and Regina in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. this guy looked like Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, until the last series, they only kind right. of fell apart after that. But I mean, he's, so he he can do it. He can do it. We just like you know, as fans, we're kind of you know, we want to see it uh, being done all the time, and it's just not feasible. Uh, you know, every snap of every game, uh, but we like to see it for an, at least three quarters. It seems to be that Dane needs a half to get going, and then by the third quarter, he gets going. So, you know, with Labor Day coming on Monday, it's a huge game. I know Toronto is pretty much out of it, but... Uh, Don't, I would not take these guys lightly. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, hey, they're still playing hard. They're not coming into each and every game thinking, all right, guys, here, we'll just hand you the two points. No, they're still fighting for every yard and, and point, so... Uh, they feel that maybe with you know things can go their way, they can you know put up a few wins in a row here, get hot, uh, because hey, they played Montreal very hard in touchdown Atlantic. That was aside, a great game. Yeah, aside from a drop ball, you know they could have won that game. Yeah. So yeah, the Tie Cats, I don't think they will, but they shouldn't take this Toronto team for granted. No, I mean you know we've talked about teams that have been down and out. Well, like the BC t- uh, two games against the Lions. Yeah. Uh, and they, they played them rough and tough anyway. And then the Argos, are, they, they can score points. So they'll come up and bite you. I mean, they, they, you're going to have to get going right from the yeah. beginning of this game. And you know that, you know, Toronto with their record, they know it's Labor Day. The Argos don't have a great record against the Ticats on Labor Day. I think Hamilton's like 35 and 15 or something like that against Toronto on Labor Day. So, you know, this is a big game for them too. They know a lot of their fans are going to be coming to Tim Hortons Field, sold out crowd on Monday. Uh, this is going to be, for them, I think the biggest game of the year too. 
and a pivotal game, I think, for the football team, for the Tiger Cats as well. I mean, obviously, that you want, you want to stay in first place, but there's a momentum thing. And as you talked about on the fifth quarter last uh, week after the game, uh, they've got f- a tough schedule. I mean, <laughs> uh, and I, I include the Argos in that. I mean, anytime sure. Hamilton and Toronto are playing, but they're on the road for a few weeks after this, and and uh, boy, it's it's going to be rough. This is the one. Uh, red flag for me coming into this Labor Day game that I have is that if the Ticats are overlooking Toronto, it's for the simple fact that three weeks after this game, they're going to be on the road for all three of those games, and it's heavy hitters. It's Calgary, it's Winnipeg, it's Edmonton, and then they host Edmonton. Uh, that's going to be a tough, the toughest stretch, I think, of any team uh, in the CFL. Three straight road games against three very strong Western opponents. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell coming back, you know, started practicing yeah. yesterday after his pectoral injury. Uh, I hope the Ticats don't overlook this Toronto team and say, wow, we got three tough games coming up. And then Toronto bites them in the butt. They got to take care of business on Monday first. Well, and try to stay relatively healthy because I mean the you know, the three three games on the road is tough enough. But yeah. I mean against those teams and as you say, Calgary. I, I know you know we won a game against, but I mean, and they played pretty well anyway. And yes, they're they're yeah. a much better team with Bo Levi Mitchell in there as well. And uh, Winnipeg is still Winnipeg, and and this is this is going to be tough. I mean, I'd like to think that they could win two, maybe three of those games. But on the other hand, what if they lose all three? Probably yeah. still, you're still in first place. Yeah, the good news is they've, I, you know, they've built a good cushion here at eight and two. So if you win or if you lose all three of those road games, which I mean could happen, they're on the road, they're tough. All three of those places are tough places to play. All three of those teams are really, you know, talented, well coached, and and they can beat you, you know, every any given day. Uh, so yeah, they could be eight or nine. Let's say they win Labor Day, and they could be nine and five coming back home against Edmonton after that three game road trip. It's still a great record. They'll still be in first place, but that would smart for sure because. You know, no one wants to lose three in a row. Well, that's the, uh, the it's the idea about momentum, isn't it? I mean, that's you're heading into the home stretch of the the regular season after right. that, and if you've lost three in a row, it's pretty hard to to, to get yourself back up off the ground. Yeah. Uh, they could still have home field and everything else, but what was it? However, whatever year it was, when they had that three and zero start, we talked about that when they went three and zero. That was uh, two thousand four. That was Greg Marshall's first season. Yeah, and and hey, they were three and zero, but then they won. They lost, <laughs> they lost five, five in a row, in a row. <laughs> after that. So yeah. we don't want a repeat of that. Yeah, you know things. Can happen. Momentum is, I think, can carry from week to week because if you lose, depending on how you lose, and then you lose again, you're thinking, oh, you know, we got to get back on the winning train, and then you lose again, that can snowball because there's some self doubt. You lose a little bit of confidence. Maybe you got an injury or two, which the Tie Cats have. Uh, that could snowball into a longer losing streak, and it's only the good teams that can snap out of it and say, hey, uh, you know, we got to win some football games, and they finally get it done. Uh, anybody coming back? I mean, we've got a, a few guys on the injury list. I mean, I didn't, yeah. Thomas Erlington, who we talked about, is gone. He's not coming back this year, I, I wouldn't think. Well, that's still to be decided. I know they have a decision to make that he's – he's. Uh, I think this was the last week that he was on the six-game injured list. So he'll, he'll either come off and go on the one-game injured list or maybe even play on Labor Day, although there is some doubt in that, or go back on the six-game injured list depending on how he's reevaluated. But we learned this week that Adrian Tracy's gone for the rest of the season yeah. with a torn tricep. And that was a freak injury because he was injured in warm-up uh, before the last game. Uh, Ted Laurent's a question mark. He was hurt, uh, you know, uh, last game. Uh, we know that Masoli's gone for the year. Uh, but, you know, aside from that, you know, Luke Tasker's kind of, you know, hit and miss. Uh, he, he should be, I think, good to go for Labor Day. Aside from that, they're relatively healthy. You 
know, uh, Delvin Bros also on the six-game injured list too. So they, like every other team in the league right now, is, is bumped and bruised. Um, there's still a half a season to go, which is remarkable. But uh, they're in a good spot record-wise. That's I'm sure. concerned about the defensive injuries, though. Uh, we were bragging almost about the, earlier in the season about how great the front four were. Yeah. I, I, actually, it's a front seven because they would, they would move these guys in all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, and you know the, the options and the choices they have. Well, they're f- starting to fall like flies now. And the, and and losing Bro, he's he's your shutdown guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say, you know what, Jamal Roll and Kyriel Brooks, I think, have really stepped up on that side of the field in the defensive secondary. He's played well. I'm a big fan of Tunde Adeleke at safety. He's, oh, he's, he's, had, he's a had a great season. season yeah. Uh, and, and his first one in in, uh, in uh, Hamilton, he's only 24. He's only going to get, I think, better. So, you know, I see a bright free future with him. But, yeah, that front four especially, you know, with Laurent kind of iffy, uh, with Tracy gone for the year, those are two, uh, you know, big pieces to lose. Uh, I know Hauser's played well. Dylan Wynn has been a force, you know, player of the month, player of the week, uh, both for uh, August and, and the last last week. So yeah, they still have some talent there, but once you start getting into that, you know, second even third stringers on in, in any position group really, now you're kind of hoping that they can get the job done. And special teams going to play a big role in this whole thing too. I mean, we've finally as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, you don't want Speedy back there a lot if at all. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, they, they've got a more than capable replacement now. The guy's setting yeah. the world on fire right now. So that's that's a threat. You, you always have to have that sort of thing. Uh, especially when you get into some of the tougher games that we just talked about, mm-hmm. these three on the road, you need you need a game breaker. You do, and, and Frankie Williams has been that this season. He's had a phenomenal year. I know uh, the kicking game has been quite consistent with Luram Haralahu, and I know as you know September and October, and especially when November comes around, the weather is going to be an issue. The wind obviously is going to be an issue, so the kicking game is going to be huge. Not over not only with field goals and kickoffs, but punts as well. So we'd like to see some consistency. I like their coverage unit. They haven't given up many big plays on special teams, which is a good sign, and you know, kudos to Jeff Reinbold and his staff for getting that uh, you know, part of the puzzle uh, figured out. Uh, but Williams has been, I think, phenomenal this year. He's had, you know, touchdown. Banks has had a couple of touchdowns, so the special teams has been quite special this year. Uh, I, I like when the offense puts new wrinkles in from time to time. Tommy Condell is doing. Are we going to see any more of the Wildcat? I hope so. I thought that was great. It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, and it keeps the defense guessing. And, you know, if you you don't do something for a while and it kind of springs up into a game, it certainly will catch the defense, you know, off guard. And I can only imagine what the defensive coordinator of the opposition is thinking when they see, you know, a formation that they haven't seen on film or aren't prepared for. It must be, you know, a few curse words and then just hope and pray that, you know, they don't make a big play. But, yeah, Tommy Condell has added a few wrinkles here and there throughout the season. You know, some plays works, and I know we hear it from the fans on the fifth quarter. Oh, when, yeah. You know, after the game when they don't work. But uh, more often than not, this offense has been, you know, uh, okay. It's more than treading water since Masoli went down. I think they've scored, uh, obviously, enough points to win a few football games. And uh, I hope that's only going to get better from here on in. Well, I remember, what was that, four or five years ago? I mean, uh, the Wildcat became the thing in yeah. the NFL. Everybody was doing it. And then yeah. it's kind of faded away. I, if the Cats are going to bring it back, that's uh, that'd be fabulous. Right. Well, it was interesting when Masoli first came to the Cats. I mean, he was kind of the Wildcat yeah. kind of guy, right? Uh, in, in relieving Zach Caleros. And, uh, you know, other teams have kind of adopted that here and there, but it hasn't really been a staple. Uh, in the CFL as it was in the National Football League, at least for about you know a season or two. Um, in the CFL, you still have to chuck the football, and, and so far, so good for the Cats. Uh, fifth quarter is on Facebook this week. On Facebook only on yeah. Monday, because you know we understand that you know Labor Day is a busy time for families. They're out in the bout. Traffic is certainly a huge part of what happens on, on Labor Day, so we're still going to have weather and traffic on the nines, news at the top of the bottom of the hour, sports and business and all that stuff. So, yeah, on Monday, it's only Facebook uh, for the fifth quarter, so we'll still take your 
Twitter tweets, your Facebook messages. You can email in. We'll talk about the football game and the rest of the season from here on in. CHMS Sports Director Rick Zamperin, thanks for this. Have, a great, have a great weekend. You too. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.